Grief Stories is not a crisis resource. Please seek support from a qualified professional in your area to meet your unique emotional and medical needs. You're listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard, a social worker with an interest in helping people find hope and healing when someone they love has died. In each episode, you'll hear a conversation with a guest sharing their story and insights about what can help when you're adapting to loss. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today's guests are Holly Ferguson, Executive Director of Transition House Shelter, and Marie Foster, founder of the Toronto Songwriting School, speaking about songwriting as a tool for healing grief. Welcome to the Grief Stories podcast, Holly and Marie. Thank you for joining me today to talk about um, the Songwriting for Wellness program that we did this fall of 2022. Good to be here. Hi, Marie. Thank you. You're welcome. So at Grief Stories, we talk about sharing stories in order to help people know that they're not alone and to learn from other people's stories. And we know that sharing stories is a way for everyone to uh, uh, feel better about the things, the stories that they have to carry of grief and loss. And so, um, so Holly, we, we, have been working together probably for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the executive director at Transition House. And in that capacity, some of the work that we've done together has been around um, debriefing and support for staff uh, after the death of people that they work with at the Transition House, which is a shelter for folks who are unhoused, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the experience of the staff of uh, the grief process that they go through when somebody who they're familiar with and spend a fair bit of time with supporting them um, has passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. Yeah. So it's definitely a traumatic experience um, being one of the staff that's been affected by a very sudden death of one of our clients. We don't really know how to debrief and how to deal with that. Um, That's why we often connect with you, Maureen, because we need someone to help us process what we're feeling, what we're thinking. Um, So that's really what has transpired in the last year. Um, And then the songwriting for wellness uh, was brought up and all the staff seemed really, really excited because we're always looking for new ways to help us in the grieving process. Yeah, it's true, right? So, I mean, I come in as a social worker, I come in and I facilitate the conversation with staff around how they're feeling about this loss, what happened, um, because different losses affect the staff differently in terms of their relationship with the person who died um, and the cause of death and where it happened and and those kinds of things, right? And, um, and, And as we got working together and developing some wellness programming for the staff on an ongoing basis, Songwriting for Wellness program, was proposed and uh, and funded by the Camco Foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, Murray, you know, I came to you and I talked to you about this as a possibility. And um, what what were your kind? Of, what's your kind of thoughts on how um, songwriting for wellness would help in this kind of situation? I mean, it was it was mysterious to me when it was first proposed and, and it sort of, mis- it stayed mysterious until 
the very first class. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I didn't know how the classes would, would, you know, would shape up. You know, I'm going into a classroom, of, of, you know, a, with a group of people who aren't there to learn how to write songs. Like they've never aspired to that, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm used to teaching classes of people who are who want to be better songwriters, and I, so I know that really well. Um, and this was like I didn't know, you know, I didn't know sort of their skill level, but I also didn't know their level of trauma. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know what I was sort of walking into in that first class. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I had a lot of questions and I was, I was quite nervous that first class. I was just like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if the structure that I have in my head is going to work with, with people who are, are there for different reasons, you know, all of that stuff. And so, you know, but by the end of that first class, I felt like I had a handle on it. And, um, and, and I also, I guess my other sort of learning moment that first class is to find out what, uh, trauma looks like really for those, for that sort of group of people, people with those kind of jobs, because, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be walking to people who were kind of visibly shattered or like unable to talk about something, you know, right. like that there would be sort of more obvious signs of trauma. I didn't know what that would look like. Right. Um, going in sort of cold in that first class. And so, uh, yeah, but by the end of the first class, I was like, okay, I know, I know what we're dealing with. I know who I'm dealing with, and and you know I have a handle on on how they're, you know they've they've processed it. You know where it kind of sits and what my role will be. I guess. Yeah, well, and that makes a lot of sense to me, right? Because I think I feel the same going into any group that I go into. Who are these people? What are their needs? And how are they going to look? How are they going to share that with me? Right. Mm -hmm. And how are they going to take in whatever I have to offer? So it's, I think, a, a pretty common um, experience of groups when uh, it's not strictly a lesson that you're dealing with. Right. Yeah. Where, where you're just instructing people. You're in this facilitation of songwriting for wellness is a little bit different than just an instruction. Right. Yeah. And it's also, you know, I mean, together we were kind of inventing a thing that had never existed before. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. on top of everything else, there was no template and sort of the temp the template I had in my head for how it could go. I had no idea if it would work or not. Right? Yeah. So Holly, as a participant, what was your feeling about that first night? Right. Because I think that yourself and most of the folks that came didn't know what to expect either. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first day I was really nervous. I have no musical ability, no musical background. So I was thinking like, oh, if they're going to make me sing, like everyone's going to be running for the hills. So I was super nervous, but you and Murray made it very, very comfortable. You know, there was the proclaimer that you don't have to have any musical abilities. Like you just wanted to know our thoughts and our feelings. And it was just, it was really comfortable. And then when we started with the free writing exercises at the beginning, like that just helped you get into the mindset. Um, and you could write about whatever you want. And then the exercises that we did uh, to warm up, they were kind of silly. We wrote about silly things and that just made us comfortable as a group. Um, I think it was a great icebreaker that we did each and every week. It was, you know, a little nerve wracking the first week because we're like, oh no, like what if people laugh at us? But it really helped us bond as a group. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nice thing was that we were able to bring in not just some folks from Transition House, but a few other people from community organizations, which was a really great opportunity to come together and network a little bit, as well as learning about songwriting as a tool for wellness. And, and at the same time, continuing the process of grieving that is that is happening for people in this community, having experienced a series of deaths of people that you all work with everybody in that network. So I think, you know, I've, I've two different questions and one of them is for each of you. So Holly, my question to you is, would you say that yourself and the other participants experienced this as a, a program that was helping them process and think about their grief and how they were handling it? I definitely think so. Um, it was, good to go through the four week process, um, because it gave you time to think in between each session. Um, and then when we were writing down ideas for the, the song at the end, um, you got to see everybody else's perspective. So we're, you know, as a community dealing with the same thing, but you see everybody else's perspective and how they've handled it. And, you know, some have handled it better than others, but we all have this common denominator in front of us. So it was, it was very important. And for myself, I didn't know how I was handling grief to begin with until I heard the song and it really struck a chord. And I just thought like, I can't believe we were able to write this. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's so interesting sometimes how, uh, when you hear the, the song, um, played, Mm -hmm. it solidifies things that you weren't, that you weren't aware you were thinking of in Mm -hmm. some ways. Right. Yeah. And so, Marie, with your experience, you've got lots of experience with different folks writing lots of different kinds of songs. And um, what would you say is something that resonates for you in terms of writing in this context in doing this project? Um, is is there something that stood out for you in terms of this process? Uh, I mean, in terms of the process that, you know, it was I, I think it went it, it went well in terms of the process of writing the song in terms of what happened in the room and generating ideas and lines for the song. Um, Certainly when I was putting it to music, it was a bit nerve wracking because I didn't want to mess up. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to write a terrible song for these people. (laughs) Um, You know, like, and so that was a Have you ever written a terrible song? I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know, yes. And I didn't want to do it for this one. Didn't, I just want felt like, to, didn't want this one to be terrible. Yeah. yeah, I would like, I felt like the stakes were high. But, uh, you know, <laughs> having said all that, one of my, one of the things I think about, one of my takeaways, I guess, from that group um, was, and I might be getting this wrong and you two can correct me, but to uh, close the second door, do I have that right? Which was this idea of, you know, everyone, you know, at the end of the day, they close the door to the clinic or whatever, the hospital, you get in their car and they drive and they process what happened during the day. And then when they get out of the car, they close the second door. And that second door is, is the firewall between work and life. Right. And, and that, that really stayed with me. I thought that was really powerful. And I think, I think my takeaway was that that second door doesn't always do the trick. You know, that second door isn't always enough. Right. 
And so it just spills out everywhere. Oh, not everywhere, but it's like <laughs> deeps into your private life. And, and which yeah. is why, you know, a, a course like this was necessary. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes it does spill everywhere and sometimes it just spills selectively, but sometimes it really is everywhere. And, and when we have layers of traumatic grief, um, because people are dying in front of us or people are dying that we know and in circumstances that are quite tragic, um, then that's the kind of grief that spills over more after the second door closes. It's still hard to contain. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that is kind of a, a good way of framing how people leave their job and transition to family life or personal life. Um, yeah. And I think in terms of the, the, uh, experience, um, for me as a, as a co-facilitator and support person in the room, it was really heartening to see people over the course of the sessions get more comfortable and, uh, get more confident and more, and actually more playful as well with it, with the exercises, because I think that when you're deep in grief, it can be hard to hold space for playfulness, um, which is, um, healing can be healing. Um, Holly, what's your feeling about that in the feedback that people gave after the sessions were over? Um, what were you hearing from folks? Everybody loved it. I've spoken to all of the participants. Um, when they heard the, the demo of the song, a lot of them felt very strong emotions. A lot of them were at their desks crying because of how beautiful it was. Um, yeah, they loved the the sense of community. They loved the song. They loved coming together to just have a social event that was also healing. I don't think anybody realized how much the trauma has affected their lives until they heard the end product of that song. And they just said that they, they really enjoyed it. They would do it again. Um, and the song turned out wonderfully. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, well done to the group for beautiful lyrics to work with and well done to Murray for making it a beautiful song. Absolutely. And it's also speaks to the power of music, right? That, that, that music access is a part of, a part of people emotionally that that you know words can, alone might not be able to do you know whereas music kind of just bypasses the brain and gets to the heart a little bit yeah. mm -hmm. and so i mean in that line part of the goal was that every participant would walk away from the group with the basics of songwriting so that if it's something that they wanted to explore or or use as a tool for self-expression it's another strategy they have in their self-care toolkit. Did you feel, Holly, did you feel that the participants yourself, that you felt like that was something that um, that now you've got a, a sample, a taste of it, um, that it opens the door to that possibility? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In your experience, Murray, like, is that something that people generally, um, once they start learning the basis of songwriting, that it, it does prove itself to be a really useful tool in terms of know, healing and emotional expression, things, exploration of their feelings and experiences. Yeah, you know, I think um, a lot of a lot of our my our students um, over the last ten years um, have been people. Um, there are a lot of people sort of dealing with grief, dealing with the loss of a spouse, or or even like empty nest and end of end of you know like retirement that kind of thing 
And, um, yeah, a lot of people share with me that, that, that it, uh, that it becomes an important, um, tool for them to sort of heal and to move forward and all that, that stuff. There was, um, early on by which I mean, seven or eight years ago, we were doing a, a getaway, a songwriter getaway. And one of my jobs in those is to give prompts and like write a song about X. And so, and they tend to, they can be cheeky or whatever, you know, um, certainly back then, eight years ago, they were sort of cheekier. Um, and one of them was, I think I said, write a song about death, kind of ha 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 a little bit, right? Yeah. Or a song with like a death in the backstory or something. I might've couched it a little bit. And, um, you know, the woman who got that prompt, you know, everyone went away and she came back and, you know, she started singing the song and she burst into tears. And she was like, my husband died last year. And I'm like, oh boy, like, this is, I can't, this is like, I can't be treating this uh, as cavalierly as I thought. It's not all a big joke, you know, <laughs> there are people are using it or, or not using it. They, 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 they are processing trauma and grief. And, yeah. and I have to be cognizant of that in my role as a facilitator, you know? Yeah. So that was my, that was my first taste of the, the power of music to, access these emotions right well and the way that people then touch on things that are almost too painful for them to otherwise bring forward in some and so the it touches it differently so she couldn't finish her song and and i mean you know a, a song about cherry if you gave a prompt about cherry pie it could be a song about grief as well and i think i suspect correct me if I'm wrong, but I suspect over the years that that's kind of been what you found is that if people are grieving, whatever tools you give them, help them find their way to expressing that somehow in a song sometimes. Um, and then my experience as a social worker is that when people are able to express themselves and feel heard, healing starts to happen. Yeah. And, and I've had the experience in these situations where like, I'll give a prompt like cherry pie, for example, and someone will come back and say, yeah, the prompt is cherry pie. This is a song about my dog dying, you know? Right. And so that's what they needed to write. Yeah. And yeah. so the song is I was eating cherry pie one night and then, yes. you know. Yes. So. Yeah. And so I think when we think about the tool of songwriting for people who are grieving or carrying experiences that are painful, that it's a way to access those feelings, experiences, almost sideways sometimes, mm -hmm. instead of coming straight on. Sometimes you can come straight on at them, but mm -hmm. but it's it's it offers that too. So Holly, have you written any songs since the class? I have done some writing and I've tried to rhyme things, but I haven't fully written a song. But I am okay. I'm attempting. <laughs> you are you are well on your way then. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Uh, thank you both so much for joining me to talk about this today. Um, is there anything either of you wanted to add about the experience of this program and and the benefit of it um, that the audience might need to know about songwriting for wellness when you've experienced grief and loss? I mean, I guess I'll speak for Holly and, and maybe both of us and say, don't be scared of it. You know, mm. don't be scared of, of songwriting, you know, or songwriting for wellness or any combination thereof. It's it's fun and it and it can lead to good things. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Wonderful. All right. And so I think we're going to look for a way to link the song um, called We Are All People. That was the, the uh, title of the song. We'll look for a way to link that to the podcast so people can have a listen to the song that your group created, 
Holly with Murray's support. Um, that was, uh, it's a beautiful song. So I expect there's more healing to come yet from that song as it goes out through the community. Great. Good. Thank you. Thank you. The song you're about to hear is called We Are All People. It was co-written by Murray Foster with a group of frontline professionals who were participants in the first songwriting for wellness program offered by the Toronto Songwriting School. I worked hard all my life. I tried my best. But now I have no shelter and no place to rest. I am in a broken system. With a broken heart My life and my family All torn apart My days they aren't easy As I search for the light But I'm running out of time I'm running out of fight When people stare I bow my head Pretending not to notice Face turning red And when people pass by me I know they judge With eyes like fire Holding a grudge But we are all people And we are all the same So please give your strength to me To help ease my pain Every day we hear your story, it breaks our heart But we keep it together, we play our part Heartache and pain are the feelings we feel Cause it's way too much, and it's way too real But we'll walk with you together, cause we're here to serve Cause caring and listening are what you deserve Cause we are all people and we are all the same So I will give my strength to you to help ease your pain I see where you wanna be Let me help to set you Straight to you to help ease your pain. Yes, we are all people, and we are all the same. So I will give my strength to you to help ease your pain. Yes, I will give my strength to you to help ease your pain. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we realize that these stories may be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org, for more stories of hope and healing.